Star Wars 7x7 episode 2210. Just what did the Emperor do to Darth Vader after the debacle that was Death Star 1? Well, I'm gonna explain that to you in brief today, and it does bear tangentially on the events of the Dr. Aphra audio drama. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So yesterday in the non-spoiler review about the Afra audio drama, I talked about how the stories on which the audio drama are based actually have, you know, more happening outside of Dr. Afra's sphere of experience. And so there are moments where other storylines that take place at that same time kind of cross into where Dr. Afra is part of the story, but if you don't have the backstory, then it can seem a little confusing when you're listening to the audio drama. So on today's show, I'm going to talk about probably the most critical element that you would need to know that would clear up any confusion in listening to the audio drama. Now, this is not exactly, you know, too spoilery per se in terms of the audio drama itself. This is spoilery for the Darth Vader comic book series upon which most of the Afro audio drama is based, but the stuff I'm going to talk about does not really take place in the audio drama, which is the whole thing. Most of it does. Um, and that whole Star Wars comic came out years ago anyway, so yeah. <laughs> if you haven't read it yet, you might want to go read it. I'm not going to spoil too much. But what happened in the wake of the Death Star debacle, Emperor Palpatine was naturally pretty mad about it. And for all intents and purposes, demoted Vader and made him report to Grand General Tag. And Tag was all about the fleet. He thought it was a waste to put all of their resources into one giant thing and instead was all about building up the Imperial Navy. Meanwhile, as you know from the opening crawl of The Empire Strikes Back, Vader is obsessed with the kid who blew up the Death Star and so he is on a mission to find out who this kid is and to locate him. And many of the events in that Darth Vader series revolve around him trying to identify and locate Luke Skywalker and many of the things that he tasks Afro with end up being related to that as well. But in the meantime, the Emperor is up to his own dirty tricks. It turns out that after rescuing Vader all the way back at the end of Revenge of the Sith and getting him into his cybernetic parts that he started thinking about cybernetic enhancements and cybernetically enhanced beings and thought to himself, hmm, I wonder if this is something I should explore. And he gives Vader this justification in explaining why Vader is suddenly subjected to a bunch of cybernetically enhanced rivals. And none of them are his equal in terms of their capacity to use the Force. And certainly, you know, regardless of whether it's light side, dark side, anything like that, yeah, none of them can stand up to Vader whatsoever. But according to the Emperor, I had to experiment, I had to do these things. Vader is certainly unhappy about this and says, yeah, you know, you'd be giving this speech to whoever was standing at the end of all of that nonsense because he pitted Vader against these other cybernetically enhanced pseudo sort of force wheelers, but not really force wheelers. And 
The Emperor also sent these folks out on different missions, different projects. And this is all stuff that was happening outside of Dr. Afra's knowledge or information, but it crossed when they had been able to identify a planet on which Luke Skywalker was located. And we know that Luke appears in the Dr. Afra audiobook because he's listed in the cast, and so, you know, we're not really spoiling anything there. But there is a moment or two on this planet, Rogus Voss, where Vader is hoping to encounter Luke, but one of these cybernetically enhanced beings has also been sent on a mission to find Luke Skywalker, and, you know, the Emperor doesn't know that Vader has been hunting for Luke himself, so, you know, Vader wants to make sure that he gets to Luke before this other agent of the Emperor can. And that guy's name is Carbin, K-A-R-B-I-N. He's actually an enhanced and a fallen Mon Calamari general. And so Vader ends up getting in a fight with this guy, Carbon, on Vrogus Voss. And there is a reference to that battle happening as Dr. Afro stumbles across it, basically, in the midst of the events that happen. And you're like, who's this Carbon and where does he come from? Well, that is the whole deal with who Carbon is and why he's there. And ultimately driving the creation of all of these cybernetically enhanced people is the guy who helped create Lord Vader's armor. His name is Silo, and there are a number of different ones because he keeps having his consciousness uploaded to different clone bodies every time one of them dies. So we're at Silo 5 by the time we get to this Vader story. And once the events of Rogus Voss are done with, Afra. Uh, ends up, you know, being separated from Vader, and I'm saying separated from Vader in the sense that I'm trying to, you know, not spoil more of the story for you. But ultimately, Vader knows that Afra has been compromised. In other words, stuff that she, you know, she is doing for him gets known, and he has to do something about it. And so eventually, he sends BT and Triple Zero, the murder droids, <laughs> off to find her and bring her to the Executor, which is the Super Star Destroyer we see in The Empire Strikes Back, where Vader is, you know, flying around the galaxy and saying, asteroids do not concern me, and stuff like that. So it's actually being built at the time of this story, and that is why she's delivered to the Executor near the end of it for the finale of the story. And there's a point at which there's all heck breaking loose on the Executor, and the reason why is because Silo 5 has attacked the Executor at its naval shipyard where it's being constructed, and so that's why things get a little wonky in those final scenes where Afra is on the Executor and, you know, trying to figure out how she can possibly escape the most dire of circumstances that we see her in in the story. So if you listen to the audio drama and there's a moment where the ship suddenly feels like it's moving and things are disjointed, well, yeah, that's because things were going on, again, outside of the knowledge sphere of Dr. Afra, and she's just dealing with what's in front of her, but she doesn't know the full scope of events happening. And so, yeah, that should clear up any confusion that you might have as you explore the Dr. Afra audiobook. And once again, thank you to Penguin Random House Audio for sharing a review copy with me so I could check it out and talk about it with you here on the show. And that's going to do it for this episode of the show. So thank you so much for joining me as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.